I've never been to a show where the host of a show with eight people brought me up and said, you're my idol. Welcome to the stage. It sounds like a dream. <laughs> it's a dream. No, he's a sweet. He's very sweet. You, you maybe, maybe you want to, maybe you want to talk about who we're talking about. You, well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we're we'll we're at QED right now. Yeah, and it's a great little venue. Yeah. This is and I, um, Cambry owns it. I didn't know that. I, there's a lot of things I didn't know. Sure. Well, you know, and you've hosted shows with eight people in the audience before. Oh, sure. You've been, you've been through this. You, that was you can sympathize. No, you know what? Those to me, some of the, those are the best shows because you absolutely have nothing. Nothing to lose. Yeah, I mean nothing to yeah. lose. Did you ever perform? No, no. I <laughs> have too much to lose. You have too much to lose. No, no. Yeah, I. Hmm. I've been on stage before, but I don't. Doing what? Just were you just like I've, cleaning I've up? Like, well, yeah, yeah. set stuff. I've, I've I've hosted I've hosted some things. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah. Not not comedy shows, but I know I've never I've never gone up and done a pre-rehearsed set. Right. Not that this this seemed was this as off the cuff as it seemed tonight. Was it as off the cuff? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Definitely. That my that opening joke. I don't think people. Well, it wasn't even an opening joke. It was just. It was, it was a when I a, said this is a quaint room. Yeah. And if I had a dog, it would be a quaint Bernard. <laughs> I just came up with that, and they didn't respond at yep. all. But that's that really happened. <laughs> but they probably thought. That's been his opener for like yeah. 15 years. But I really came up with that tonight. Quaint Bernard. Very stupid, but very off the cuff. But beyond but beyond that, you literally, it was just, you told a story tonight. I told a story. I told a true story. Yeah. yeah. But that really, but the, I, you know, the, I did. But I was going to tell a story also about, because I don't know if you see on my leg. You can look at it right now. But yeah. I picked this, I've had a scab on my leg yeah. for literally two months. And Ooh. I pick it. It's like an. It's like a scab that just never heals. <laughs> but I was, was going to tell a true story, which is, this is true, that I had one of those years ago on my arm that I would pick every once in a while. I'd be a little nervous, and I'd just pick a scab. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's bleeding again. So it, like this, my, my, my leg scab was bleeding before I went on, on, uh, on stage tonight. So I'm like looking for a napkin, dab my leg, blah, blah, blah. I'm used to it. I always pick, and it bleeds. And it's just, I just don't let it heal. You, you can just put a Band-Aid on it. Right, I could, I could, yeah. but then I pick the bandaid off. I pick, like, pick it, and also, band-aid. like, you know, an, ar- an arm scab is one thing, but you've got to kind of go, you've got to go out of your way well, to yeah, get to but the I leg cro- scab. I'm a, I'm a leg crosser, like you are. I, I see. can see. Okay, so if I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know, I I play, I have very little hair on my leg, but I'll, I'll play with what little I have, and then I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about this little nugget, and then I. Before you know it, I just pick it. I was like, oh, it's bleeding again. And I forget it. And then I'm walking down the street and I have a little bit of a blood going down my you know, my leg. And mm. it's just like a little, little bit of a bloody sock. Mm-hmm. But my point, what, what yep. I was going to talk about this tonight was years ago, I was on the subway and I picked a scab on my arm. Same thing. It's been on, you know, it's a nervous, nervous scabs. Is, that's what I call them. But they never heal. But I did one of those. And I'm like, oh, God. I looked at a lady that was sitting sitting beside me on the subway, black lady, white, like a blouse, like a work blouse. And I look over. I'm like, oh, shit. She's got blood on her blouse. She doesn't notice it yet. The people across on the busy, a guy was, he saw the whole thing. He goes, mm-hmm. 
I see it. You just bled on her. And I was had headphones on. Mm-hmm. So I I turn up because it's pretty soon she's going to know. I was like, shit. And it's a big light. And then, then I'm looking straight ahead. And then I turn my music up really loud. I'm like, I'm just, okay, shit, I'm oblivious. I'm just act dumb. Just bled on this lady. And I see the guy look over to me again. It's like, she knows. And then I can see in my peripheral that the lady's like, God damn it. And she's like, she was just rubbing, and she's like kind of trying to get my attention. So I, I just play stupid. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to act dumb now. I'm going to completely deny that I bled on you. Because <laughs> in my head, I was like, I don't, I don't have AIDS. It'll come out. Blood will come out. You didn't say that to I the I didn't lady. say that, but I didn't know what to do. I said, I didn't know what to say. I'm so sorry. I just bled all over your shirt. You, can't, so you just, can't mention AIDS you, in a situation like you that. You can't, but in my head I was saying, I don't, I've been tested. I don't have AIDS. <laughs> I'm sorry. It'll come out with club soda, yeah. I guess. But then she's like, and I could see, and then I looked over, and then she's like trying to get my attention. She's like, look, look what you did. Look what you did. So I got off. The, the next stop is like five stops before my, my train. I got up, and I just said, I'm so sorry, and I ran off the train. <laughs> but that's what I, I was going to tell that story tonight. But, because I know, you know, I know that she's been telling that story yeah. for years. She goes, this, this fucking redheaded, cr- yeah. uh, redneck bled all over me. And I'm like, damn. And he was just ignoring me. I'm like, damn, whatever. I'm just, now I'm sounding like I'm. I can't do an impression of her, but yeah. that's probably what she was saying. But she's been telling that story forever. And I just played dumb. And the guy across that was instigating the whole thing, he's, he's been telling that story for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's happened, God, at least eight years ago. So, but isn't it weird, like, just a, a nervous scab that I picked and will cause at least three stories that yeah. last forever. You know she tells tells that story and she hates me and I know I'm going to run into her again I know she's going to come up to me and she goes you the one that bled on me you the goddamn motherfucker that bled. I, don't gonna, I don't know if she's going to say that you're going to be at a show like this you're the goddamn motherfucker that bled on me there's going to be nobody in the audience one person clapping and the lights will come up and then that's, and she's there and she's wearing the same blouse <laughs> and there's a faint stain on it she goes that shit didn't come out so I, is is that you know? It's a, I, I, it's, a, it's a cringy story. Cringing, of course, it's cringing. But is it a funny story? Well, I could, I could, I can try to make it funny. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think I've told the story a couple of times. But I make it funny by just I do a horrible impression of a lady that I bled on that yeah. never said a word to me. Yeah. So, and it sounds like I'm being racist, but but I'm not. Or, but it's a true story. But yeah. it's just disgusting. It's just like a disgusting story. It's like how it, gross would it be? Like just let's say, unless she's a supermodel that bleeds on you, like get away from it. that. You're the most disgusting person in the world. And and if that person that bled on you is completely denying it or, or just ignoring you, like oh I'm listening to music, I don't understand what's going on. And then the guy crosses like. I see you. I, I know that you know that you bled on her, but you're just acting like you're listening to music. You've had a few years to. I mean, obviously you've you've been over the story a few times. Yeah, you've thought about it a lot. Well, I thought about it tonight because I picked my. I, yeah, I, I, it bled. 
again, would, I had a leg would, 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 this, would this story play out the same way if it happened again? With the eight people tonight? As, no, no, no. As far as you, like, as far as you trying to ignore it and then running off the train? Have you grown as a person? Do you feel like I you think, would, uh, no, I probably, I yeah. probably would run. Or, or maybe I'd leave, like, 20 bucks because mm-hmm. I maybe have a little bit more money now. Mm-hmm. But I just, but I did say, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, but you only said sorry when you got called and, out. And ran and away. found out. Yeah, but I ran. But maybe in her story, she goes, well, at least the motherfucker said he was sorry. I'm doing a terrible version <laughs> I'm of so I'm so sorry. I feel like I should be offended. <laughs> but you shouldn't. But I don't know. I mean, she might. her voice is probably a lot higher than that. Because, um, you know, I, I, I'm f- familiar with you through, you know, you've, you've, you've done videos and... Um, the uh, invite them up stuff, and, mm-hmm. and that was more kind of joke based stuff that you were doing back then. Is this? Jeez, what's going on? Is that a cat fight? This I, is not a cock fight; it's a cat fight. The, the, uh, you know, if you are, are you are you just doing stories now? Are you just getting up and telling stories? Is that pretty standard? No, no, it's weird. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. I, I just I think with invite them up, our our policy, or at least for Eugene. Uh, and I, we, our policy was to do something new every week. Yeah. So I would tell a story. I would just do, just a, I would make up random, do silly plays, mm-hmm. like fake plays. I did that a lot. I would, I would, a lot of times, I remember when that blood thing happened, I told that fresh that week mm-hmm. because it just happened like the day before. And that was great because it was a real fun, cool but that's what I do. I just yeah. tell like stuff that would happen, not observational, but just random stuff that happens. I, I guess, I guess, you know, I guess, I guess, being a host or you know an MC of a weekly show is different than getting up and doing a set, right? I mean, they kind of expect you to be a little more off, off the cuff and yeah. just bridge the gap between two acts. I, d- definitely. Well, I, I think people know me for that. I think everybody knows that I'm probably going to do something. Super silly, yeah. or weird, or a random story. But then, but but then again, a lot of people don't have never seen me perform because yeah. I just don't perform that much, which is stupid. You know, now I'm married with a kid and another one on the way, so I live upstate near Woodstock. Yeah. So I'm kind of out of the, I'm kind of out of touch with with comedy. I'm going for my leg You're again. Going I'm going for, for my leg, leg again. <laughs> uh, for those people who are not looking, yeah. I was trying to scratch my scab. Well, again. I didn't some sound effects. No, but uh, you know that would be full circle. But if, if it started gushing blood, <laughs> I just didn't touch it. Um, no, I don't know. I, I, but I, I, I kind of I like how I do it though. Yeah. Just because, um, I don't want to say it's easy for me, but I I know people expect that. So, is it easy? I mean, it, it's, it's not it looks easy. easy. No, it's not. I, I, I think I somehow convinced myself that it's. This is what I do. So at least I'm confident with my style. And that's yeah. what I, that's a good word. I'm confident with with my I guess my style. I mean, I don't I don't prepare a ton. I probably should. If I prepared more, I think my biggest fault that I see in myself is I don't prepare as is, much as I is, should. Isn't the fact that you haven't prepared, isn't that part of being easy, though? <laughs> the fact that you just kind of well, get it's up easy, there but and... sometimes it's like, oh, wow, yeah. I could have really, I could have worked harder on that little story or bit. And But then I don't think it comes, because have you seen, I guess, storytellers sure. that, that they're, they're 
they're almost too prepared. Oh, yeah. The, what they do if they're at the moth. I mean, yeah. I was like, God, they I workshop. get it. Yeah. I get it, but <clears throat> I'm all about, like, this was a quaint audience. Yes. And I liked it. And then you yep. can tell a real story because I, I, I liken it to being in, a, in your living room mm. and then in, in a, a small living room or it's a huge living room. But either way, the lights are kind of dim and you see a few people and then you just tell a story to like, you know, like eight people. Yeah. But then you just kind of forget about, you know, the three to four hundred people, whoever, wherever I'm performing. and Better make it like a living room situation where I'm just telling a story to eight people. And that's kind of what I think before I perform. It's like, I just want to talk to just these eight people and just relax and say ums and and not be polished because I think when you're when you're telling a story to somebody you're not so polished yeah. and I hear that like a, a lot of the moth stories I know they're timed and they have to do it and I get all that but when I hear, when I hear a story that somebody tells me that's filled with ums and like oh man dang, dang, and, and, and filler whatever you want to call it that it's not so perfect and just like uh, they really worked hard on this story yeah I just don't I don't I don't get it I don't appreciate it as much as somebody just telling me a fresh story that's filled with babbling and and that's real to me and I love I connect more to, to well, that well you told the, you told a story tonight about a, a, a kitten biting through your scrotum mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. you've told you've told on stage before I have I've told that story a few times but I don't think I've ever I, I've never told that story the exact same way twice ever for mm-hmm. sure so you don't have beats that you have to hit. Well, I I you know, know certain jokes, beats. You know I know, like I added. Um, the last time I told the story, <clears throat> I added. Well, to, for your listeners, uh, quickly, I was mm-hmm. bitten through uh, by a kitten mm-hmm. through my testicle. Yep. Not the not the the testicle the scrotum. the, the scrotum sac yeah. yeah. And this is a true story, but a kitten bit through it and tried to run away with it, and it pierced through it and. But I added to the story off the cuff is if you want to know how it feels, like get a staple yeah. remover and just pierce your, your scrotum with it. And that's exactly how it, it feels to be bitten uh, by a kitten. And I just added that because it was real. It's like, oh. So yeah. I kind of added that to the story, and, I'm, I mean, and I'll do it again. But I don't tell that story all the time. I might tell it like once a year, maybe once every Happen maybe once every two years. Well, what was interesting to me um, about the way that you you framed the story was uh, was the Julia Roberts thing and the sort of um, I mean it's it's a good device of of not letting people know what they're getting themselves into when you start the story. Right. You right. said it was your Julia Roberts moment, and yeah, your Julia Roberts moment was getting bit through. But well, that's new too. Yeah. But that whole. I used to tell that story, and it was never my Julia Roberts moment. Yeah, that was new too. It's like it's like this is. Are we running out of time? Oh no no! I just I get paranoid and I check the levels. Since okay fine. yeah, uh, if you're paranoid, you can scratch my my, okay. my scab. Um, I no, I kind of added to that too. I mean, but it it kind of all comes together now. It's mm. like oh, that is a kind of like a polished story now. It's almost getting too polished yeah. for me now, but it's not because I I just I know what happened. It really happened. So why? It's, you can add jokes to it off the cuff, which is yeah. great. I mean, I I know the beats of it because I I was there. I know what happened, and 
I, I know the girl is, you know, she's a Republican girl. I joke about that a yeah. little bit. I can talk. I can talk about. But then I can go on about that. How we were totally opposite, but we we enjoyed each other's company a lot. But I I was I I couldn't stand what she stood for. Mm-hmm. But she's like an old girlfriend, which is really cool. And she loved kittens, and I love kittens. And one of her kittens happened to bite me through the, you know, what you call it. So. I can go. I, can, I guess what I'm saying is I can go on for for ten minutes on something else yeah. related to that story, and I can always come back to it because I know where it ends. I know how, how we end up in the tub, and then she does that stuff, and we don't have to talk about that because I think my mom, if she ever heard this, would be disgusted by it. But anyway, the point is that's that's fun, and I'm very confident because they. I, Something I'm, I don't even know. I didn't. Rec- I never. And another dumb thing is I never record any of my sets, which is so stupid. Hmm. Why don't I do that? Is that dumb? I don't know why. It, I, I guess I it depends. Think, I don't like. I don't like the sound of my voice, though. I don't like, like, because uh, I don't want to like. Oh, I really should have just nailed this, this, and that. It's like I know. I know if I nailed it or, or well, didn't nail it. You know, the, I mean, re- recording things. You know, putting out an album is is less about you listening back to it. Is more about you trying to get people listen to it. Absolutely, and, and that's you know, and and you seem to have done fine for yourself for not having you know really directly necessarily pursued a stand-up comedy career in the classic sense right 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 no i haven't i mean and, and you're I, on television and you're yeah well yeah i mean it's i i i think i feel like i'm i feel like the shows i've been on the shows i do or host and i have another host another show mm-hmm. that nobody knows about and been doing it off and on for god I feel like seven years and it's under and, the bookstore, right? Yeah, it used yeah. to be there. Okay. So you, people heard about it, <laughs> but but I, I love that. Yeah, and now it's at a different place, Saint, Saint Vitus. We've had a couple up in uh, Kingston, upstate, but it is such a great. I always think if I die tomorrow, mm. <clears throat> there's a good pocket of people that came to my show that knew it was like a underground comedy yeah. experience that. It just wasn't saturated, oversaturated, and just a good. I don't know how many people are on our RSVP list now. I don't know, maybe three, four, five hundred. Mm. But those people just over seven years came to see the show, and it's yeah. really, it's a really fucking great, cool show. Because I don't think you've yeah. ever been. Have you just heard about it? Yeah. Did you I, go? I, I have not. But we been. have, we have. It's almost like a, a cult experience. We, yeah. have, I, we sing songs. I have a chance that we, we have like 10 rules of the show. Mm-hmm. We have things that only these select group of people that have come to these shows and they've been in the, over the last seven years that only they know about it. Yeah. And I, and I kind of love that. It's interesting though. I, you know, I had, um, I had Reggie Watts on the show and I asked him this question because I was trying to wrap my brain around you know he he hasn't he hasn't put out a record and he does mm. his, he does his, I mean obviously like he's on TV and all those other things but he 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 does it live it's just a live performance um, and and I you know as somebody who's like a writer who who's sort of like puts things out into the world it's it's hard for me to understand why you wouldn't want that artifact to get in front of as many people as possible what was his answer. Um, I'm actually I forgot what it was right now, but no, but um, I can see him not doing. I mean, but he's he's out there. He's always out there. You yeah. can see him live constantly. But I see what you're I, saying. I think it's just, no, you know, nothing's like 
And I talked to some of those before that I just think it's that, that like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some, there's certainly, this is going to sound silly, but there's something about him that you, that you can't capture on yeah. CD, right? I mean, you've got to watch him and you've got to be a part of the 100%. show. Yeah. Cause I don't, th- I don't, I think, and that happens to a lot of people. I think a lot of stand up is just lost in them. Yeah. You can't, it's like, all right. I mean, my, my, uh, you know what? This is true. I've never in the, or invite them up CD that we yeah. did years ago. I have yet to hear it. Mm. I, I haven't listened to it because I know it's just not going to be as good as it was live. And I'm yeah. just going to critique it. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to hear it. it was yeah. like, I was there. I did it. And it was a, a time in my career that I was super raw, super energetic, just crazy. I was way crazier then than I am now. I'm, a, I'm like a more controlled crazy mm-hmm. kind of now. But I was just off. I was just a, a nutcase back then. Just like, well, like, uh, like Just make it just... But it was real. It was yeah. like... But I look back and... I cringe a little bit because I, you know, you, you think, what did you wear like 10 years ago? Yeah. What did you do? It's like, uh, it's kind of, it's a little cringeworthy. But, but, but again, I, you know, I, I think, I think you were, you were very much playing the role of the host, right? I mean, oh, totally, totally, doing totally. Set, it would have been a different you. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. And we had to, and they had to edit it. I mean, I don't know how they edited that or me because yeah. I would just. You know, but you don't see what I'm doing to the people when they come up. I'm yeah. prob- probably dry humping them, or just yeah. hugging them from behind, or lick, licking their neck, or something. But you know, you know, it doesn't it doesn't translate. Sure. It sure. doesn't. That, I mean, I, yeah. I guess we're going back to what you know, Reggie is like. Yeah. yeah. Or, or me. I mean, you. But so many people have seen Reggie live. There's like, oh, he is the mm-hmm. and he is. I mean, like, you can't top that energy. He's like yeah. my favorite. He was. To you know, the top three or four people that has ever done invite them up energy wise. Everybody's like yeah. loved Reggie Watts, and he was great. And I related to him a lot because he was he's just and he improvised. That's what I like. He just goes for it. He yeah. just I'm just going to get in the zone. I'm going to do whatever comes to the top of my head, and you know, turn it into an amazing musical piece. Well, you know, as I, I was, I, w- I went back and and listened to um, a few of those before uh, before talking to you tonight. Um, and you know, what, what what struck me, and I, I think this is really interesting, is um, you know that the, that I, you, you've you've got some some you're just going through some kind of like old bad jokes there at one point. Probably, um, you know, Maybe. I think you were actually like reading old jokes, old bad jokes off of a sheet of paper, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. Um, I think I, you know. I, I think it gave you a sort of a sense of like of, of bravery of being able to like of knowing that these jokes aren't going to land. Yeah, and yeah. It's, I'm, it's I'm truly trying to remember what you're talking about because I have not heard that album. Yeah, I can't. Isn't that crazy? Like, I vaguely remember what you're talking about. Yeah, I I think I'm I think I'm borderline an idiot when it comes to <gasps> self promotion mm. and trying to better myself in this business. Yeah. Like who who doesn't listen to themselves on an album that they did ever? I get. I mean, I, I ever. Get it. I, I hate. I don't want to do it. I don't, I I don't think I ever will. I've written. I hate oh, listening to some of my voice, the but worst. you. But you have to. 
yeah, I should. I should study it, but I, I guess I did it. It's like, yeah. I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to do that same set or whatever the thing I did. I'm never going to do that again. So why do I need to critique myself? It's a sensitive business. Well, yeah, no, and, and, and this, you know, this, this is something that, I've, that I've, I've, I've been thinking about a bit over the, over the past few years. And, you know, certainly, like, when you I've, – I've gotten better about this. I've gotten better about, like – jealousy and things like that but mm-hmm. you know when you surround yourself by good talented people mm-hmm. they're going to be successful right usually yeah. and you know and, and certainly certainly um you know a lot of the people who came up through invite them up um your childhood friend Zach Alpha, sure guess, sure has done very well and is that i mean you know at some point it must dawn on you that like well if if I want to be successful at this thing, then I'm really going to have to double down on it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It depends on your what I guess your level of success you're talking. I mean, yeah. To well, I guess me, I mean I mean on a very simple level, just you know, like like touring and you know. Oh right. No, I I'm always here's here's the thing. This is um. I I I love first of all I love that I'm on Boss Burgers. I yeah. love I love my character on Boss Burgers. Yeah. And I probably got that from doing Divide Them Up, you know, Lauren Bouchard, I'm sure those guys saw me do it. And, and, and just as a side note, as I was listening to the C D and and happened tonight, Zeke just sort of slips out of you. Yeah, well, I did, I'll, well, yeah, because I do. I only do redneck stuff. I mean, yeah. literally, all, that's I only get cast for that, which is fine, and I'll probably forever, and I'll get a nice little career by. But doing that, my that, little red- that, vo- that exact oh, voice no, comes it, out. It totally does all the time. Yeah, but I I love that. I'm very thankful for that, and that's a that's a cool gig. So that's you know technically I would sure. be successful yeah. in this business yeah. by doing that most but, people but am I, like, TV shows. am I jealous of my friends or people from Invite Them Up that are just yeah. like blowing up horribly <laughs> no no um, I, I guess I am and maybe some maybe financially I could be but yeah. I don't I'm not jealous of of their career I mean I, yeah. I'm jealous like God they don't have to worry about anything yeah I mean, financially, it's like God. They can take care of. I, you know, it's just a few people. Like, oh, they can take care of their parents and their all their nieces and nephews and everybody for a long time. So I'm jealous of that. That's yeah. that's an amazing thing to worry about. To not worry about. But I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, but I also know I have this like Larry David uh, mentality that you know everybody's heard that he you know he 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 blew up and he was like 50 so mm-hmm. I think I think it's similar in that he you know he but he everybody turned down the George role right to- I mean he totally just everybody respects him because he did exactly what he wanted to do and I think I've I've always wanted I've always wanted to do exactly the what I've wanted to do in com- yeah. and I've always which, done that which I've is, never not done that I mean is is has there been a consistent has there been is it is it it's hosting shows it's Writing, it's it's yes, yeah, whatever it's yeah. whatever they uh, they ask me to do, and I'll I kind of try to put my little f- my little flair, yeah. my little attitude, my little Bobby silly silly isms to it, and people seem to to like it. And but but I think it's like, oh, you know what I should do? I should I should write 
And I want to do this. So this the one thing I would do okay. want to do okay. is I want to write a, a one-person show mm-hmm. with a full band mm-hmm. with a bunch of bit players. Basically, I play, and I want to have a five-camera shoot just and do all of my crazy silliness and make one documented yeah. piece, an art work that yeah. that I work hard on, and I and I just get a great director, and I just I really just commit myself to it, so then I can present that one piece, which is just is me, <laughs> crazy silly, whatever it is, whoever I am, and it's this really great piece of work that that when I die is like, all right, I have something out there. More yeah. than invite them up, and more than whatever Zeke or the little things I've done throughout yeah. my career, but this one piece that I controlled, I wrote, directed, or whatever I did, and with a lot of my com- good comedian friends, I say one man show, but it's it's basically yeah. a, a a play that I I guess I star in, and then, and I am kind of working on that now because I do in the back of my head, I was like you know I need to buckle down, I should have this one little card that I can present to people. It's so interesting, though, because, well, okay, so, I mean, there's that element, too, but, you know, the way you were um, framing it before was, like, this thing after I die. This thing, you know, this thing. I know, but, you know, now that, I know, it was morbid, and maybe I've been (laughs) listening too much, like, Elliot Smith lately, but but it is true that I do think, because we're all, I think all comedians are a little dark that way. I think you you think about your legacy, I guess, what you, now now I have a a kid, another one on the way, and Mm. You can't help but like I I make her laugh a lot, Alice, my little girl, and yeah, and she she likes me a lot. But <clears throat> I do think now, it's like I, I probably should focus on on a one project because I'm I'm a little ADD and I'm a little flighty and do. But I think I should focus on one thing that that could possibly that she, my daughter, can say, look what Daddy did yeah. in two thousand. I'm going to say 16 when I finish this project or whatever, but, or that sounds, that only, that sounds a little optimistic to me to, for well, such a, a big well, kind of I, no, grand I don't think project. it is that grand though. Yeah. I think I can, I think I could probably with, with just what I've written and done, I think I could knock that out in a lot faster than you could imagine. Yeah. And because it's, it would be just me like, Oh, this story I did. The eighteen, the 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 how many years that invite them up? My yeah. notebooks. Of so this stuff. is just really just collecting, just like your collecting bits. a bunch of my bits. Yeah, yeah. And just making it, but a crazy yeah. cool show, very much like the show that we've been in. You know, the words American, the show that yeah. I do in, in Greenpoint, that that people have seen for seven years there, and then invite them up for all those years. So, you know, the collective of of my best of, I guess. And just make it a really cool, unique show. Yeah, I know I could do. It. I could do that easily. I, I guess, and, and maybe you know, maybe, maybe that's that's again part of the the reason why I've ha- I have trouble, you know, getting back to this Reggie thing of wrapping my brain around it. Is, is it always, you know, it feel it feels to me like you know you should always be working towards something. And here it's just you know you 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 have this bit and you kind of leave it out on the stage and whatever mm-hmm. people see it see it. Right. But you know this is. You're moving toward a very different goal if you have this this thing that you're building toward, right? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a goal. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's a it's a it's a a bossless goal, which is yeah. is you don't have you don't have a boss saying you you have until uh, December thirty yeah. first uh, to get this 
this one man show completed or you're fired. You don't. That's the thing when you're yeah. a performer, you don't have anybody to say like, you got to do it or you're, or you're fired. We it's, don't have that and, deadline. And it's more than just deadlines, though. It's it's you know it's full creative control. Or is this is this something that you feel like you would need? Again, you know, you know a lot of smart and funny people. Oh my god! Is oh, this do thing, I ever? And 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 you know, are you workshopping this or is this, this no, just I'm need to be as pure it. as possible? No, it's, it's I've been writing this yeah. for a long time. I have my master list of material mm-hmm. that I know that would fit very well into a, an hour long format. And I just and here's another thing I and it's called and it's and it's called um, slaughtering the babies. Mm-hmm. You have to just edit it. It's yeah. like I, it, it's yeah. editing. Yeah, or, yeah, it is. Like, oh my god, that was so great. I, d- I remember when I did that once in yeah. in two thousand four, and it was like I, it killed. And I have like notebooks with dates on it, and I did this and invite them up, <laughs> and it was a full show, and I've never done it again. But it. But it'll it'll come out. It it will come out. I so, mean, and 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 it will come out because I I constantly have this inner dialogue, yeah. saying you just have to do it. You just have to do this one thing. And I always say, when I die, I'm gonna. Do. <laughs> but but you really, you know what? I, I'll be fine if I have that one chunk. Uh, one video that people know and can see, and and I'll, I'll be totally satisfied with having that that out there. But I, and I'm working on it. I guess I guess it's it's um, it's both it's both hopeful and slightly depressing in that like okay, well next year this my life's work I'll have finished. Right, right. Um, well, it'll be from from 2000. Whenever, whenever we started, invite them up to yeah. God. I don't know what year that was. Two thousand two, maybe three. Shut up. I mean, your career. You know, everything. Oh, I've done professionally stuff. has been working toward For, that thing. Yeah, and once yeah. you're done with that, but the good thing is nobody knows about it, yeah. which is great. And I, well, well, now they do. But no, <laughs> well, nobody knows. I mean, you know, just yeah. the the people that were at those live shows know about it, which is great. You but, mean the, the the bits or or just the project? The well. A lot of people don't know the bits. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. and it's, it'll be very fresh, and I can kind of, um, I can kind of hone these bits that I've had for many, many years. Yeah. I've only done once that I am working on and honing to to make this big show, this big. I think it's, it would be. Hopefully, it would, it'll be my calling card. Where yeah. like, oh wow. Where in the fuck did this guy come from? Yeah, because I get that all the time too, and it makes me feel bad. It's like, why isn't Bobby Tisdale? Why isn't he? Why does he promote himself? Like God, he's whatever. I don't want to come out because I, I feel like I'm being a narcissist by saying I'm so funny, but I'm not saying that. I'm just saying people do say that to me. Like, why well, don't you? Why don't you just put more stuff out there? But I, but I, but but I think you're taking the wrong way. I think I think that what they're saying is why are you not more famous than you yeah. are? Yeah, that's I get that all the time. Yeah, which is a good thing ultimately. It's they're a, saying it's you a, deserve more 
Yeah, it's a, it's praise. a it's a fantastic thing, and then I get depressed because like oh I've got to finish this project. It's yeah. like, I've got to do this, and I'm I got to do this, but then and then I start writing. And I'm like, well, this bit's way better than this bit. It's yeah. like God damn it, just put something out there. So it's just the well, constant battle. The problem, but I don't. Right? But then again, I just don't want to put something out there. Yeah, and especially if it's. If this is the one thing, then you can't. I think it's going to be the one thing. Yeah, and that's why. Then I'm going to jump off the GW bridge. (laughs) But that's why everything has to be. If it's like if this is the one thing, and next year you've got another thing, it's okay if not everything lands, right? Of course, of course. But I want to do. I I think what I want to do is I want to do it right, and I want to get. And I know I can get like great, great comedian friends of mine that are all famous now, of course. Yeah. To, to be in it but I do want that I want it to be a collective because yeah. to me Invite Them Out was a collective it, was, it wasn't just me it wasn't just Eugene it was, it was this collective of great comedians that were raw and they did new stuff and <clears throat> so that energy was there so I think it'd be fun to have a one man show with literally maybe 30 cameos yeah. I mean just a bizarre kind of show that people come in and and it's not for television. It's it's just a record that you can you know maybe download or whatever you can do. But it's it's just like oh wow this is this is pretty good. Yeah. You know, maybe someone will say oh wow maybe we maybe we would want to turn this into a, a net Netflix show thirteen episodes whatever. I would be totally happy with that. Yeah. But I want to. I just want to do it right. Maybe I mean you know maybe all maybe you're actually in the exact right spot where you should be right now, which is you know this thing comes out and everybody's like, who is this guy and why does he have so many famous friends? Why yeah. did so many famous people <laughs> yeah. agree to do this thing? Exactly, there must be something to this guy. Yeah, I think that probably would happen. Yeah, and um, and it is a good. T- I mean, I go back to Larry David. I think I yeah. think that story is fantastic. I, I just love everything about him, and I. I tell my parents that story all the time. It's like yeah. Larry David really wasn't famous until he was fifty. If Larry, but he was very, very well respected for many, many years. And if Larry then. David had played George, there would be no Kirby enthusiasm. No, exactly. Yeah, and there would be no like pure Larry yeah. David thing. Have you talked about this project with you know like Eugene or, or the people that you want to be in it? Is this something you? No, with? I can I think I think I would. I think I could just give them a script and they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll totally I'm do it. I'm just sort of curious again because I'm, I'm curious as to these people who like who have this very specific idea of you know what stand-up com- comedians do. You know these like road warrior people. What they would think about this? this I think approach. they would. I think it would be just another version of invite yeah. them up. I mean, yeah. it, it would. I mean, during during that invite them up days and my the Wards of Merkin days, my the show in Greenpoint, yeah. people will just love to to do it because they knew it was a fun show and there were games just because they knew there's no pressure it's just they could be silly they could not they could be they could let their guard down a little bit because they knew i was going to be super silly and 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 loose so they could be loosey-goosey so i know if i present this project my my grand project i i know i could easily get some fantastic cameos from people and yeah. they would do whatever I wanted them to do. I'm trying to like be a it, puppet. <laughs> no. But they would I, I think they would they would be I think they would like it. I think they, I think they're like you. Like what is this going to be? Oh, totally. Yeah. It, I mean it, like, um and I'm try, I'm trying to visualize it. Is is it a variety show? Is that No. I cuz this I mean this is what's fascinating cause it doesn't sound like I, I I mean is there anything you can compare it to? I don't think so. Which it, it'll which be, makes it even more exciting. It'll be it'll be a huge build up which we're doing right now. <laughs> and I will hopefully present it to 
um, our old invite them up. We'll probably maybe we'll do like an invite them up show or get my yeah. old invite them up crowd, which we you know, yeah. and have a great venue and my my words American crowd from Greenpoint and just have a great. To me, it's all about a great audience. Yeah, and then it will translate. But if I'm especially if you're um, if I'm videotaping it, then I want the, I want everybody to see the audience really enjoying it. And the show, I guess, this phantom show. But it's it's just going to be bizarre and, and me, but it's just a package, like a, a wrapped package. Like, if you want to know who Bobby Tisdell yeah. has been since God knows when, when he started, here you go, industry. This is, this is him, how, how he writes, how he thinks. His friends, how he puts his friends together in a in a in a, a silly one man show. With See again, like again, you know, we were talking about just this one document, but it sounds like it's also potentially a, a stepping stone. You're thinking it was a stepping. I think it has project. to be a stepping stone, and because I'm, I was like, I, I've got two kids I got to take care of. Sure. I, I can't, I can't. I but it's got that, right? I mean, you enjoy it is performing. Oh no, I love. Something I love it. What you but do. I've got, I've got. I love it, but I'm looking at this little girl's eyes like sure. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to step on that stone, yeah. Because I've got to take care of, you know, yeah. You know, I've got a, I've got a mouth to feed. That's yeah. my old joke when I was just by myself. Yeah. But now, you know, I got a family to feed. Yeah. So, I, I think it's, I think it's time, and I think it'll happen. And and I'm working on. It. I, the good thing is, I can tell you right now, I am working on it. And you said it'll be a surprise if it comes out in 2016, and I think that's a good challenge. Yeah, I'm, I think it's the it's ultimate on, challenge. It's on that audio is. taper. No, but I, 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 I feel strongly that it, that it will, and and it's going to be big, and it'll be it'll. I think people will finally know kind of who I am. Big in the sense of like a lot of people will see it or big in the sense of the You know, production? I think it'll be I, th- I think pe- whoever will watch it will yeah. appreciate it. And cuz I don't want like the oh god like the numbers and the like the hits and then yeah. viral all that stuff just drives But I'm in that group now where we didn't grow up. Yeah. We didn't grow up with like social media. It's just like oh my god, it kills me. It kills me. But you have to do it. You you have to do that stuff. You know how 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 important is it that it's not just a straight stand up comedy show? Musicians, I feel, are, are huge comedy nerds, and then comedy nerds are huge music fans, yeah. and they they kind of go together, and 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 they crossbreed a little bit. Like Reggie's a great example. He was yeah. a musician that turned into a fantastic. I am. Oh, thank you so much. Please do. Yeah, I thought we're connecting now a little bit. Are we? You're so good. You're great on uh, Fallon. We we missed each other because I wrote I wrote from years before. Anyway, you can record. Uh, we we can. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. yeah. Plug your podcast. Send them a plug your podcast. Okay. 
It's Truth Be Told podcast. Um, that's it. Simple. Stu Blumberg and Dion Flynn, and it, but it'll be launched later. It's coming out. I did a little tiny piece in O Magazine, so that's July fourth. Oh. Right, a tiny little contribution. Oprah, you got creative contribution. But I, but I put the podcast name there. I know. I don't mean to. No, I just like I, I connect with you. I think you're hilarious. I, I just, I just got it. I got you. Oh, I appreciate it. You guys are. I heard everything, by the way. But I had to. I had to do. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. All right, guys. Yeah, let's connect. See you, buddy. Bye. Um, did a little thing in O Magazine. Yeah, really. <laughs> Just plugging that. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't. That's my classic. Oh, I don't know. Oh, uh, he's he's really funny. He is funny. I see. He did. He did. He does like Obama on um, Jimmy Fallon show. Yeah, and he does an amazing that. job. Yeah. Oh yeah, the the uh, the oh I don't know tag was not was not present tonight. See, I yeah. Well, I use, now classic. I do I do that because I I used to I I haven't done it in a while, but I I hosted bingo and at Black Rabbit, my yeah. old my old stomping grounds in Greenpoint, and that was my um, anytime I pick an O, I would say oh, I don't know. 31 or whatever O is. Whatever number that would be. But that was my... I, I do O, I don't know a lot. I, fe- I You know, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like, you know, in some of the... You're wrong. <laughs> okay. Man, uh, go, I want to correct you. Go ahead. That you were, that you were doing some sort of... Um, I, I hate to use the term anti-comedy, but sort of some, like... You know, like, like you again, like you were reading some old bad jokes off of. Oh a my sheet god, of you're still bringing that up. Yeah. Um, I bye, Jeremy. See you. See you guys. Um, I was that something that interested you? It was just sort of you know. I don't remember. Do I don't remember. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I'm sure I did. Well, I cause I was re- I was reading. I, I did a little bit of research on 08 uh, uh, before the interview, and um, you know, you were talking about an early gig that you did uh, I, I'm, I'm blanking on the specifics but it sort of it seemed like you were playing into the kind of the idea of the hack comedian early on I was trying to be a hack comedian or so, joking what, I don't, sort, sort of the you know the, the kind of the over the top like hokey comedian wow I don't know I, I mean maybe I mean I don't know like What's a Neil hamburger sort of um, I could, I probably, I mean, I, I could have been. I mean, I don't, I don't know what I'm, well, I'm, they guess, wrote about or what they were saying or what the venue I, I, was. I guess I'm wondering if you know, I, oh, I don't know the idea of like having like your oh, tagline. That, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Well, right, it's just something that comes out. <laughs> I get, no, it's, I think I did. Yeah, you did that for many, many years. Yeah, you're right. I did, used to do, there's a couple I had. Yeah, kind of making fun of that. Didn't you have like a nickname or something early on? Or I used to be. I gave myself a nickname. Um, the first time I performed, I was. Um, my last name was Frapples. That's this is exactly what I'm talking. Bobby about. Frapples. Yeah. So the first time I ever was introduced, it was a place called Hamburger Harry's, and Jim Gaffigan started there. Na- that's the only name I'm going to drop. But sure, I remember that's a big one. You just dropped. He's a, a good one, one though. But we, I can name a million people. Zach did a lot of people. 
started at Hamburger Harry's yeah. um, in Midtown. And I was terrified. Open mic. But I, I told him my name was uh, Frapples, Bobby uh-huh. Frapples. Bob Frapples. <laughs> and I was terrified. I remember after each joke, I said goodnight. After, that was my little yeah. tag. Yeah, yeah. It was like, I think one of my first jokes was, oh, one of my first jokes was like, did you guys hear that Mr. Microphone is engaged to Mrs. Amplifier? Good night. And that was, that's the kind of dumb jokes I Yeah, did. that's Terrible. what I mean. It's sort of, and, and the good night thing is just that kind of like yeah. classic. Well, it's like, you don't know, I mean, I, I, you don't, you don't know what to do. Like, I didn't yeah. know how to write a joke. I mean. Yeah. I was I, I, you know what I wish I did. I wish I would just did what I do now. Just be like silly. Well, I think that you know, and I, just be like who get like just interact with the crowd and not try to be too smart with my jokes. That is true. You're right. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. But I'm glad I did that. I'm glad that I went through that phase of like these are terrible jokes and they're they might be over your head. I'm too yeah. cool for for school and yeah I. That change, you know, when that changed mm. is when I did invite them up. When I yeah. did the show, Eugene did at invite them up. The venue we did invite them up. Uh, Eugene had like maybe two months at the space Rafifi before we did invite them up. It and wasn't I, going great, right? No, it was nobody was there, but a few people. Whatever, Eugene's our people, like eight, ten, yeah. whatever. So I did that show, and I told the story for the first time I've ever, ever on stage. Yeah. And it and it killed for eight to ten people, and I thought to myself, "What am I doing trying to be too smart with jokes?" This this is I, you, I'm sorry I'm so glad you brought that yeah. up because that was that was my turning. Well, and that, that's what that's career. what I was, I, and that's why we went back to this because this is something I was trying to get at earlier. Was you know I, I think that. Um, you know what what you what you locked into there because there, there's such a tendency like especially you know like comedians in the past like 20 years to really to do to get too meta about things and to right. try to make jokes about how they're not funny and things like that yeah, yeah all these yeah. sort of like really yeah, clear it, defense mechanisms yes, yes, and yes. and then you know i see you at a show like this tonight where again like you know, there's a lot going on in the city. It was a big, big day today. You know, so this will be, go up in a few months, but today was a big Supreme Court ruling, so people right. are uh, doing the, their thing. And um, your your ability to get up there and, you know, maybe, you know, maybe there's not a ton of people in the room and, you know, maybe, like, m- maybe, you know, the, this, the quaint Bernard joke doesn't land like you want it to land, but you're completely unfazed by that. Oh, yeah, I, I don't I didn't care. I don't care. I mean, I do care, but I don't care. Well, there. I, yeah, I mean, I'm saying is it a care? good thing? I mean, it's impressive. Oh no, it's no, yeah, but, yeah, right. Yeah, I probably could have talked about it. that's not, like a, there's a t- yeah. When you aired this, like you said, a ton of stuff went down. Yeah, and I guess Jeremy, the the host, he he touched, but he touched on it. I don't need yeah. to touch on it. I mean, I could have maybe added to it, but I don't. Why I don't. I don't want. I didn't want to, but it, not not by. Cho- I mean, it wasn't really by choice. I just randomly oh. saw this. Late, yeah, like, uh, and we're really going full first full circle because 
I was reminded of a true story yeah. by a lady that really happened today, which is a great to me. Then that's fresh. It's like that really, that really happened. I saw this lady watching Pretty Woman on her on her iPod. I mean, her, her uh, iPad. I was like, oh, I'm just going to tell that story. But um, I guess that's what you're talking about. Like, why well, I didn't? No, talk no, about no, this no, stuff? no. I guess, I, I guess, no, no, no. What, what, um, what I'm saying is that you know, and I think, I think this is, a, I think this is a lot of things. I think this is. You know your your experience of um, uh, of doing a show week after week. Your experience of maybe you know doing invite them up from some weeks in front of you know a crowd of like eight people, um, and and you know if, if you're maybe um, not necessarily having those sort of direct clear ambitions about being a stand up. You know about being like uh, whoever you know whatever big stand up that that. The upside of all of this is that you get in front of a crowd like this, and the reason why I brought up the, the SCOTUS thing was just because, like, there weren't a lot of people here on a Friday night, right? Um, and all this, th- all of these things have led to you being so comfortable on stage that you're able to roll with the punches again to the point where, like, the fact that there aren't a lot of people doesn't necessarily matter for your your comfort level, mm-hmm. for your you know your your just continuing on with the set. And for again, like you know, if if the first joke doesn't land or whatever in the room, it's fine. You're you know you're totally well here. And and just to add, yeah. Well, I'm used to to hosting. Yeah. And I normally ask to go up early. Yeah. A, you know, is it the trick of the trade? It gets you out of there. Sure. But. B, if there's eight people there, God, why would you ever want to go last? Yeah. So but that that wasn't I didn't like suss out and say, oh, the the lighting's bad. Oh, I actually do do all that, and I, but I just I I I like to go first because I usually host, and I like to I like to kind of it's a good challenge because it was nothing against Jeremy, but you know they're you know it's brand fresh, yeah. you know if if eight people in there tonight. And three of them were comedians. It was like a glorified, you know, um, open mic. Yeah. So, to me, that's a challenge. Yeah. That's a, that's yeah. a fun challenge. Yeah. And the challenge is, and, and for me, mentally, it's like I, I can't, I can't be upset about it. I should just relax into it and just because you know these people. They, they they actually do want to laugh, you know. Yeah. I used to, and, and I, used to, I used to as a there's host, a carnival that they could be at tonight. Yeah, and they're all laughing a lot more than they were. They were just yeah. being silly and riding the rides and laughing, having a, a gay old time. But but in here, it's like it, it was it was nice just to to to, but also try to tell people it's like you know what I'm going to connect with you. Let's let's just connect, yeah. guys. Come on, let's just let's just all hug. I mean, I, I feel like I want to hug everybody in the audience. And I've done that before. I've done that in a set. I've like literally hugged. I the first five minutes of my set was like hug people. Or yeah. I did my little friendship claw. I used to do that all the time. Yeah, have you ever seen my friendship claw? No, no. I'll do it to you now. Three fingers. Okay. Turn it into a claw. Yeah. And interlock them. Oh, nice. I'm giving them the friendship yeah. claw right now. Yeah. But it feels right. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah. And I've been doing that. Though that's my new thing. Instead yeah. of like, oh, I don't know. Now it's more I'm connecting with people. Yeah. Because I feel you like you just I'm, didn't have anybody in the front row tonight. No, like, I did. I, you, I did you my air, fake yeah, high, yeah, 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 air yeah. high five and the air, you know, perverted thing I did. Yeah, yeah. But. It's just uh, like I do like to connect with yeah. people because and I, and you can't do that with a big room necessarily. 
with a big room. Oh, in, in the God. same way, absolutely, you can. I do. You do. Uh, San, uh, we did Sketchfest every time we yeah. do invite them up at Sketchfest. There's 350, three, 400 people there, but I do my friendship claw every time. Yeah, the, everybody in the front row. And I just go out to the audience and just do a friendship claw with people. Uh-huh. And you interlock and you make a claw and you connect with people. Yeah. And people really, I think it kind of sets the tone. But I'm yeah. also hosting the show. So I think it's a it's it's good to host a show and connect with them. Yeah. And I, I, I also tell the audience, there's no heckling. Just don't heckle. We're all cool here because I hate hecklers. And I think the host should just set the tone. It's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fuck with you. Just don't. Don't fuck yeah. with us. Don't fuck with the comedians. I take it very personally. Yeah. It's like when yeah. people You're heckle. Yeah. But that's why I think if you connect with them, hug them, do a friendship claw, or be silly with them earlier, you set the tone. Then the comedians come on. It's like, oh, we had a good set. The audience was actually great because hmm. we didn't have many hecklers because Bobby did all this crazy, touchy-feely stuff with the audience earlier. Do you think Do you think of yourself as being a, a host more than a stand-up comedian at this point? I get asked to be to host more. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, that's I can, what, I mean, that's I, what I, I know my, you as. I can do a, I, I can do a set, but I, I think my set is very much hosty. Like, yeah. it's just I try to, but I think I think with anybody doing a set per se, they try to connect with the audience. Sure. It's just that's the way I connect. Yeah, with people, but it's just I think I'm now, like you said, you know that it takes 20 years for people to just get to the who they really are. Yeah, but yeah, I, I feel I feel. I feel like I am who I am now. Is where does the uh, where, where 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 does where does Zeke fit in that? Where does where's you know voiceover stuff, Bob's Burgers stuff? Oh, that? Is that just best. like a really great side thing, or is that? Well, it's a thing. It's a it's a reoccur. You know, I guess I'm a who who have, pretty regular. You're on most episodes. I'm on a it lot of like. them. Yeah, I, I, it's it's um it's just a great character that they want to yeah. bring in a lot, and I just do they. They really allow you to be your personality. Yeah. I mean, are, you, they really Zeke? let you improvise. Yeah, improvise. Zeke, yeah. yeah. You are, no, but I mean, you're Zeke. Uh, Zeke I, is you? I, I guess to an extent. It's me. I've done that character. Yeah. That that kind of fun, fun-loving, silly, redneck character, yeah, I guess my whole life. But I know now that I see I see my character animated. Now I now I'm now I guess I I am yeah. Zeke. I guess I guess I am now. Zeke. Is, I mean Zeke is such an interesting character because he should by all accounts be a bully. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. No, but they, <laughs> he looks he, like you know he's he got is, his mullet he, and his. No, he is that. But he, but they they wrote a couple episodes where they they made Zeke very sweet. That he lo- yeah. he really loves his grandmother and he's uh, he's sweet to his family. He, he loves you know he loves Jimmy Junior. He yeah. he loves everybody, but he is that bully character. Well, I was you know I I, I remember the um the, the museum episode. Yeah, and I don't know to me to me maybe like look think if, uh, uh, thinking too hard on this, but like you know that I think that's I was watching that and realizing that no he's just he's like a he's a sweetheart. You know, yeah. it's nice to, to Eugene's character. And, totally. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think everybody on that show, they don't have any vi- villains, really. Yeah. I mean, they... Not really. Yeah. But... Um, I think Zach played a villain. Yeah, he was. No, you're right. <laughs> he, yeah. was pretty, he was a pretty... Stri- no, but they do. But they, always, but they, all, they all come to... They, all, they always come around. Yeah. All their characters yeah. come around. That they're, in the end, they're like, oh, they're not that bad. Yeah. But... 
Do you, well, you, you want to pull for all the characters? What, what, I mean, was it? I mean, how much? I, you know, and I, I know that I know that that whole group, and I was like a big, a huge home movies fan. Yeah. Um, I know that show is pretty heavily improvised. How did was the character actually created? Did they make the character of Zeke? How well, much of it is just you improvising? Well, they had a character. Um, I think this is. I think this is exactly how it went down. Zach, my buddy Zach, out this other name. This is just my good friend. Zach, let's just call him Zach G. Zach G. We, he was. We were hanging out at, at my house upstate. Just the two of us. We had a little weekend together. Yeah. I think we we're gonna go see my morning jacket at Mountain Jam, like 2011 or 12, whatever. 11, 2011. I know exactly when it was. And um, they wrote a character, and they asked Zach. Mm. This is a this is a great story actually, and they said, uh, and Tall John is the writer at, that crea- that actually created the character. He asked Zach, "Do you want to play this character, Zeke?" To Zach, he goes, "I don't think I can, but I know somebody." Mm. I, I, he goes, he was, "He was in my kitchen." He goes, "But I know somebody that can." Uh, he goes, "I don't think I can, but I know somebody that can." They yeah. put it on the phone to John. And I know John. He goes. Bobby, he's like, yeah, do you want to play, do you want to do this yeah. Z character? So they basically went with the A-luster. He couldn't do it. Zeke-Zack. Zeke-Zack, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, totally, I'd love to do it. It's a cool show. Yeah. So then I did it, did the episode. Then I created, then it was me after that. Yeah. But it, it was intended for Zach. And it was sort of a one-off thing? It was a, I think they're all one-offs until you prove that you can make it more yeah. than that. But that I think that that's literally what happened. We were hanging out late night. They called uh, L.A. time late to Zach. He goes, I, I, I can't. He, something in his schedule, he couldn't do it. Yeah. And then he put me on the phone with John. But I know John. He goes, oh, yeah, totally. He's like, you were, it was, it was either you or Zach, whoever could do it. So, of course, I would, I would ask Zach to do it first, yeah. of course. Yeah. But then he couldn't do it. Then I did it, and then I... Yeah. Then I made it into, to me. Well, yeah, and you had that, like you know, like I was saying, as I was listening to this, inviting them up. Uh, I don't, when, when did you actually record that um, CD? That was two thousand and five, okay. and the the voice, you know, it, it was coming out of you. Like the voice was there already. This you, you you this character was already incubating in you in a, in a way. Oh yeah, no. What was great was when I did the. When we did the recording, <clears throat> Lauren Bouchard goes, "Can you make it less southern?" I'm like, <laughs> and I literally—I think that's the first time I said, "I said, do what?" as a as my character, yeah. and joked more, uh, you know, around with it. And they're like, "Yeah, let's just do that." Yeah. What was what's which is great about that show? They didn't know it was going to be. They knew Zach, I guess. Apparently, they knew Zach. Zach is, is southern-ish. Well, we're both southerns yeah, from the same from town. The same town yeah. But they didn't know if they wanted to make this character more of like a redneck or yeah. just like a slight southern draw, whatever. But they didn't want it. At first, they didn't want him to be super... And I'm not saying Zeke's a redneck, but his accent's pretty redneck-ish. Zeke's a redneck. He's a redneck, sure. But in, a, in the best way. Yeah. Um, but no, they just, just accepted it. Yeah. Which Are they you, do. Are, are you? You're not writing for. The, are you writing for the show at all? No, but I'm. <laughs> I'm. 
another side project. I'm I'm kind of working on oh, okay. a, a script to pitch them. Yeah, because they're pretty good about that. They they let yeah. the actors write if they choose to do it. How much writing are you are you doing this? Are you doing any steady writing? Because uh, you Leo, were doing Fallon for a while. I did Fallon for a year and a little over a year, and then Leo Allen and I got a. We got a, like a, a script deal with Comedy Central. We, re- we wrote a pilot. They didn't pick it up. So now we're kind of shopping this this pilot that Leo okay. and I wrote. Which would start it, was, it? It would start it? me. Oh, my God. No, I didn't. <laughs> I thought I was starting to bleed again. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think now I'm just writing. I'm trying to write for myself yeah. now a little bit. I'm trying to, you know, get that that big show out there, that big nugget. It's is the pilot? Can you not talk about the pilot at this point because it's so early? Well, it's a pilot script. It's I, I, I guess I can't technically because we're still trying to well, sell it. Th- you know, this this gets back to the the one man or however many man show Maybe it is. Show. Um, you know, it sounds like just sort of based on the material that that you're pulling from what you did tonight, the other story that you told about about bleeding on a lady on the train. Mm-hmm. Um, that by by nature of what you do as a comic, that it's going to have to kind of be an autobiographical show. <laughs> it will. It will. Yeah. It will. With well, it's, you have to have that balance of just. It, uh, it's going to be a lot of things. I mean, yeah. it, but it's just, it's going to be to me my favorite thing. I like to say is like it's just controlled chaos. And that's the best way I can describe yeah. it. It's 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 honed in, and I used to be just off the yeah. Oh my god, just crazy for for crazy sakes years ago. But now I, I kind of know how to to reel it in a little bit where it it, it makes sense. It's going to make sense. It's going to be a, a good. It's going to be. I don't think it's going to be so much like this happened to me when I was 15 years old. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll be... Here's all the ethnic characters in my neighborhood. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Um, you'll, have to, you'll have to get back with me on this okay. one. Okay. Well, and, well... And I mean that in the best way because I yeah. feel like now I, I, I think you're my, my muse now. I okay. think I think all you right. need to... I Can't think help you. You scratched my... You scratched, scratched my, your scab? You scratched my scab, and, and I wanted to bleed and keep bleeding until I can sew it up and all just right. say, I'm done with that. And let's so, make it happen. So here's what we're gonna do, right. uh, and we'll, we'll we'll close on this. I and, love it. Uh, you know, I, we're recording this with today's June the 25th, 26th. Right, right. So it'll maybe be like a month or two before this goes up. We're sure. Check in. Okay. See where you are. That's a good. So I'm good giving time you a, about two months from now. I love it. To get your shit together. I love it, right. and I love the challenge. All right. And I love meeting you. I think it's yeah. fantastic. It, we're we're ha- we're almost exactly halfway to th- through through 2015 right now, so I have 2016. I have plenty of time, plenty of time. And oh, not to mention I have another uh, my my uh, my second daughter's coming at the end of September, so I'll have plenty of time yep. to get it done. But actually, you're gonna have a lot of sleepless but, nights to work you know, on stuff. Yeah, ex- exactly, and I'll, I will. I love the 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 brain, the tired brain. Yeah. To me. Yeah. I used to work. This is the last thing I'm gonna talk about. Yeah. I used to work. I worked for UPS for I think a total of three months in the night, early early nineties. My one job in the nineties, where I had to get up at 
3 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. to load the trucks for UPS. Beyond tired. Yeah. And, but the silliness, you're just so tired. Yeah. You're sitting just like lifting boxes hour after hour and just millions of boxes at 100 pounds. And at 5 in the morning, I'm literally just laughing myself to sleep. Because hmm. you only work like two or three hours. Then you try to go to bed and try yeah. to catch. But that's what I'm going to be. That's the mode I'm going to be in with the brand new baby, sleepless nights, silly brain. That's a, a sleepless brain is a very silly creative brain. And I, 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 I take that challenge and I'm going to it's, it's accept. It's interesting. It's interesting because, you know, and, and again, this is in the, like the, I'm using the quote. It's the research that I was doing before uh, the interview. You know, you, you had described, you had said that you were the, uh, a class clown in school, and and it's funny because usually when you talk to comedians, they say they were, you know, they were the quiet ones. A lot of them, right? Oh, a lot no. of them are sort of like introspective, and you know, be, because because in a lot of cases, of people who like were the class clowns in school aren't able to channel that into something productive and certainly not able to channel out a career. The, the, like the quote-unquote class clowns are the guys who are like stockbrokers right now. Interesting. You, you know what I'm saying? No, I do. But that, I mean, I really, I really want, well, that was my, that was the way I got through high school yeah. was because I didn't pay attention. I was, this is, this is ADD before drugs really happened. Yeah. This is where you get a report card saying, Bobby yeah. really needs to focus, but he is incredible. He's very funny, charming. Yeah. He's A, B, and C. Yeah. So we're not going to give him an F. We'll give him the D. Yeah. But it that was my defense. That was how I got through high school yeah. because I I couldn't fo- I couldn't focus on anything. And then, but it took many 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 years to realize that I I just can't fo- I can't focus on anything. Oh my God! I'm starting to cry. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but but you did, you did touch something that it it was. Uh, we're talking about class clown. Yeah. That was my that was my way. That was my way of, 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 of learning and having the teacher give me extra time. It's like, all right, we'll give you a little. You're a class clown. You're funny. We really like you. Let me sit down with you to help you. You know, with this algebra because. You're not getting it, so I need to really do some one-on-one with you. I really appreciate yeah. it. I give you extra time. So that's why I was a class clown because I was uh, I, I I just truly couldn't focus. Yeah, I you know I, I had this conversation I, I, on a actually an episode we, we just recorded with somebody about you know how if you're if you're you know if, you, if you're you're tall and you're a fast runner and Thank you're a you. good athlete. Thank you. It, you know your your career path is potentially very clear. In life, you know right. what I mean? Like if you if you have all the skills to be a basketball player, that there's. But what if you're a funny basketball player? <laughs> you're going far. What I'm saying is is no, like, but saying. for for most of us, it's like you know, like I, I know I do these certain things well. Is there even that perfect job for me? Maybe you find a job where you get to do one or two things. And what's interesting to me about your career is that you sort of you know you've been able to find that in between space along the way where you're like maybe I'm maybe I'm not quite a Santa comedian in that classic sense mm-hmm. but you in in being a host in, in in doing invite them up and all these other shows you seem to have found that sweet spot and and you're not and you're not 
and you're comfortable doing that. And that's that's the, that's the nice thing is that that you're okay doing that. You're okay being the host. You're okay not necessarily being in the Hangover Three. You know, like the star of the Hangover Three, right? Right, I mean, right, right. Um, and, and 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 I think that's that's been a part of your your success and your ability to sort of maintain over the years is that you know exactly where you should be and exactly what you're good at. I, th- I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm confident. And I, I guess right now I am I'm very, I'm very confident in, I guess, who I am yeah. at this point in my career. And, um, but it would be nice to yeah. be a star of a Hangover sure. type of movie for, uh, a, for a couple movies like that. And yeah. then it's like, oh, wow, I'm not... Well, I'm making a, I'm making a ton of money for being that kind of person, but 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 what what this has given you and 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 hopefully this is again we'll again we'll check in on this right, but, right, should. but hopefully this is something you know that is going to be coming to fruition in the next year or two is that because you know what your strengths are know what you do well and know what the proper venue is yes you know what your perfect show looks like and you know it's definitely. not just a stand up show definitely definitely. And nowadays, but here's another thing. Yeah, but I, uh, this happens a lot too. Somebody gets on a, a hit show yeah. or, you know, they did a comedy eight times. We're not that good at it. Now yeah. they're on a big show, yeah. television show. Then they can go out and be the bi- biggest stand-up comedian in the world. Yeah. Either beyond confident because yeah. everybody knows them and loves them. They walk out, they're like, yeah. 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 Ricky Schroeder. Yeah, I saw. Uh, have you seen the Kelsey Grammer stand-up? No, I haven't. Oh, seen. watch it. Oh, I've got to. He falls off the stage. I mean, it's just watch it. Oh wait, I did see that. Yeah, I saw him. Yeah, I saw him actually yeah, physically yeah. fall off stage. Yeah, but no, the thing is, so anybody can later become a famous. Well, not anybody, but yeah. But I'm just saying. I, Movie I, stars I will the, get up and, oh, and yeah, they'll just be instantly beloved. It oh, doesn't yeah, matter how no. good the jokes they can are. Just come up with like three little bits they yeah. do, and they're, they'll kill because everybody loves everything they do because yeah. they follow that character. I mean, that, but it, that's also a great thing to being Zeke on Boss Burgers. But now I can do more shows, and you know, people know that show more. They know my character, so I get a little bit more juice from that now, mm. I guess. But. Um, I don't even know where your question was, but, it's a very, it's I, but a, I'm, I, I agree with you. It's I a very peculiar fandom to get to, like have somebody come out to uh, a comedy show because they saw you play, uh, you know, a cartoon eight year old with a boob fixation. Of course, right, 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 right. Yeah, right. I mean, that's a weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they, yeah, but they, they're, yeah, but they, but also the, you know, the the Bob's crew, they they went on tour. A couple, the last couple of years. Yeah. And, oh my God, they're just huge. Yeah. Massive Bob's Burgers fans. I think that, I think I'm going to get on that train next year. I think I'm going to do that little tour. So I, I'll, I'll yeah. go on tour with them next next season. But um, you don't have to get up on stage and be Zeke if you do that. What was that? You don't have to get up on stage and be Zeke for half an hour. No, 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 no. But it comes like, but he comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he comes out all the time. Yeah. I mean, the story I told tonight was it was a, a, a girl that I dated and she was probably 19 at the time. And she sounded exactly like Zeke. Yeah. And nothing sexy about that at all. 
but it, that means I dated Zeke. Yeah. I mean, now I, I'm dating this girl, this Zeke girl now. But whatever, whatever. All right. So, so I'll, I'll, I guess we'll talk. We'll soon. check in. Yeah. There you go. That's Bobby Tisdale. Recorded that at QED, right around the corner here in Astoria, New York. Uh, so I, I watched him do a stand-up set, pulled him aside afterwards, and I knew based on uh, the stand-up that it was going to be a very, very interesting conversation. Um, so we talk about this a little bit during the conversation, but he tells the story of um, uh, uh, making love and then a, a small a kitten uh, just biting into his, his scrotum like a like a, a staple remover removing staples from a piece of paper uh, so new is going to be fascinating you know also uh, a fan of, of what uh, what Bobby's done over the years he was the the host of invite them up with Eugene Merman at Rafifi's in New York City um, probably best known to most people as the voice of Zeke on Bob's Burgers also wrote, uh, wrote for Fallon for a few years and um, you know the stand-up community as well so thanks so much Tim for taking the time to do that um got a special treat so this is uh this i think this might be the first time that we've actually done this in in, in the history of the show uh, but we were we were sort of like talking so so much about about motivation and 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 him you know finally getting up and 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 getting all these things together and doing this this huge sort of uh just giant stand-up thing with all of his 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 friends that would just be kind of like the culmination of his life's work so uh i am going to be recording that tomorrow gonna jump on the phone with him we're gonna do some follow-up you will uh, you'll be able to listen to that right after i'm finished with this spiel right now so so stay tuned uh, a bit more from 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 bobby tisdale to see where he is with with all of the the grand things that he said he was going to be working on during this conversation uh thanks to uh thanks to brian for uh for recording or excuse me for editing this thing together thanks to me for recording this thing uh thanks to qed for letting us record this thing at their their wonderful space if you're in a story or just the new york city area in general definitely check it out it's um kind of you know arguably the best kept secret in, in comedy in New York City right now. I've, I've gone to see a lot of fantastic things over there. Um, you know, and it's a small room with a, a pretty small crowd, so it's a good opportunity to, to check out some awesome stuff, such as Bobby Tisdale. Uh, thanks to everybody at the Boing Boing Podcast Network, many other fine shows you can check out over on iTunes. Uh, while you're over at iTunes, you should take the time to, uh, to to rate our show. We can certainly use some ratings. If you have any feedback, it's rylcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Tumblr. That's rylcast.tumblr. Tumblr.com. That is the first and best place to get all the information about the show. What else? Uh, we have a Facebook page. You can like us over there. Guess that's about all I got. Uh, so, so stick around. We'll, we'll be back next week. But actually, we're going to be back right now with more conversation with Bobby Tisdale. Hello? Bobby? Brian? Hello. How's it going? It's been too long. Hmm. <laughs> What has it been? It's been. It hasn't been long enough. Yeah, maybe two months. I think. Does that sound right? Really? Sounds right to me. Uh, time is kind of. Time is flying by. It has, and and we did a, a rare thing during the interview, which I've never done for the show before, which is we we said we were going to sort of circle back and do a status update. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Right! 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 Um, what, where did we leave off? What was the uh, well? We the were update? we were we were talking about the um, you know sort of the big the big 
grand proposal the the the, the giant like variety show that you you want to do and um we, we mm-hmm. were trying to i guess kind of light a light a fire under your ass to, to get you started on this by saying we were going to meet back in a month or two right. to discuss how, how much you had gotten done on it um quite a bit actually oh. so that that was good i remember that fire i remember that that fire slowly burning mm-hmm. um in, in um astoria yes. that night and yeah, no, it's been good. I um, I also have an intern now that's helping me out, and we're uh, organizing it. It's been good, and um, it's been it's been really good. Yeah. So, um, exactly when it's going to be the big shebang is I, I'm not quite sure. I would say, um, I don't know. Well, we're gonna have a baby in a month, oh. so that's gonna put a that's gonna put a damper. Sure on the process but um writing wise it's doing really well but i can't i don't know exactly when i mean i would be i would be fibbing i don't like the word lying i'd be fibbing if i told you an exact date but Mm -hmm. i do know since our conversation it's been um been really um kind of juiced about it what have you what, what have you been up to what have I been up to in the last couple of months? Well, I, I guess I just, in terms of like, you know, like, I mean, you've just been kind of sitting sitting down and, uh, and, and focusing on the writing? Yeah. I mean, really dedicating to, um, to cranking it out. And, um, you know, like I said, I have this intern kid that's, that lives upstate and he's a, he's an aspiring writer. He's super smart and he gets my wit and my humor and, um, I kind of pace around my office and he dictates and writes stuff down. I go through all my notebooks and we're kind of, kind of outlining stuff now. And it's been good. It's been, uh, it's been a, a good whittling, yeah. whittling down, a, a whittling and focusing month. I love it. You're, you're, about a, you're like a high powered executive. Kinda, but you know, with, with cool music and really, Really nice uh, hippie vibe upstate, and uh, you know I, I get my intern like really good snack food, and he loves my sweet tea. So it's it's I would say I was a, I would be a pretty cool hip uh, CEO. I think anybody would want to work for me. Can, can can you give me a can you give me sort of a little preview with uh, as far as like what 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 stories are are making it in and and what what shape it's taking? Um, I think well. I mean, there's a lot of stories. Um, I probably will will the story that I told that night on stage mm. that will probably be in it. The, the kitten um, screwed up story. Mm-hmm. The kitten story. Uh, um, a little bit of my southern upbringing. Um, a little bit of my relationship with my uh, famous friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and this character I do, um, about, what is this, I don't want to, I'm not giving anything away, but it's a, I guess a, a funny character I did years ago, it's about a, um, it's about a, a guy that get a, gets a sex change, and, um, he, he seriously just can't wait for his, um, his old guy friends to, do sexual stuff to him now that he's a woman <laughs> it's and he he basically he never heals up he has all these these wounds like he has a new vagina and he has a new breast and he is so excited and horny he can't 
and he's a, he's, of course he's a redneck, so he's like he wants all of his old boyfriends, guy friends to, to like touch his new goods. <laughs> it's pretty silly, but that's a that's a big character in it. Um, it's kind of, it's, it's just a lot of stuff. Yeah. I don't want to give too much away. Sure. I mean, it's fun. Oh. That, that that was huge. What I just said. So I mean, I'm pacing around. I'm I just turned. I just blushed <laughs> thinking about it. So it's uh, so 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 real life stories, couple character and characters. Yeah. I mean, I can't make it. I, it's gonna. It, it's it's most it's mo, it's it's probably half and half. I would say it's it's half real, half just, and, and you know what's the characters are not. I mean, what's real and what's yeah. what's fake, but um, but it's just being whittled down. It's just I, I I I'm excited to I'm excited to have a young mind that is that doesn't have ADD and is just excited and it's his and he I get a good response from him. He goes, oh yeah, I totally get this. I don't get that. That's a little too weird. So I'm getting a good, um, I'm getting a good kid's point of view, which you know, you know, we're we're doing it for the kids now, sure. you know. So, so this um, is... how are you? How are you? How's this editing going? I mean, how's this chopping this thing down? Oh, I, uh, I I will ask my editor as soon as as soon as he gets it. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna run pretty close to the 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 the, the recording length because I think we got a lot of good stuff in there. Good. Um. But you feel like, but this, but the, but this is sort of. I mean, I, I feel like the way we were talking about it when we were first discussing it two months ago was that this is kind of like, um, not to put too fine a point on it, but it's sort of a, like a culmination of a life's work for you. What is it like to work for me? No, no, no. That uh, that that this project is is a culmination of your of your life's work in a sense. Oh, oh, um, it it is. I think it's a good it's a good slice of, of my work. Um, but it's, I would say it's a very small, small slice, just because, you know, like, I, I don't know what we, exactly what we talked about, but I, I had many, many years of stuff that yeah. we did that, um, and a lot of just kind of new stuff. But what I find is I, I go through my old notebooks and old characters, and then I think of something completely different. And then that's where I have to reel it in. Like, I don't know. Slow down. So I'll write it down and, and it's the, to me, it's probably a better idea. It's more fresh than something I did once, you know, eight years ago. So I'm, I'm just, it's just a, it's, it's just, you know, obviously it's just a constant battle of, of just sticking with something that's good. So I, I think all in all, there's a lot, there's some, I would say it's probably half old stuff. And when I mean old, you know, once again, maybe perform once or twice mm-hmm. versus just really fresh. And and then it makes it makes the whole thing fresh. Great. Well, but, I am. Uh, thank you so much. I, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing more about this. No, it's coming out, buddy. I mean, I'm telling you, it's coming next year. Okay. So, uh, uh, two girls. They'll be not grown up, but they'll they'll not know what I'm doing. <laughs> but I uh, I feel good about it. But next year is going to be um it's going to be presented to the world. Great. Thank you so much, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Hey, you, you take care, Brian. You too. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye.